14 of the PS Nation podcast pre-E3 show. That's right, uh, week before E3, coming at you as usual on Thursday night. Uh, with me, of course, Joel and Josh. Joel, are your eyes bleeding yet from the awesome? They are. Yeah, that's hot. That's hot. And uh, Josh, how's it going, bud? Good. Y'all ready? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm not packed at all, nothing. So, uh, yeah, kind of a, a light yet heavy news week, kind of weird week. Uh, obviously, the week before E3 always gets this way. Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, new releases, a couple of news items, what we're playing. Well, we figure we'd maybe have a little pre-E3 discussion, talk a little bit about what we're expecting, uh, you know, what we want to see. Uh, a couple of emails and uh, a few other things about the website. Uh, we're going we're gonna to move the weird stuff or the regular stuff from the end of the show to the beginning like we used to do. We're taking it old school, yo. So uh, a lot of people may not hear this because they, you know, fast forward to the comedian or whatever else. So uh, a lot of different ways you can contact us. And we love it when you contact us. We, we crave it. We need the attention. Well, maybe not that bad. But uh, you can definitely check us out at our website over at P- Well, Josh always needs the attention. That's true. Uh, you can check us out at our website over at psnation.org. A lot of different cool things happening over there, including our extensive E3 coverage. Uh, we're going to be working with the Game Crashers guys and a little bit with Chris from PSN Stores next week at E3. If you go over to psnation.org, look on the right side. You'll see a banner for E3 2011 coverage. Anything that we put up, anything our writers put up, anything that we put up is going to be right in that section. So the live blogs from the different press conferences, uh, pictures, any kind of thing, any write-ups we do, maybe even some audio. Who knows what we're going to be able to do depending on connectivity. It'll all go up into that section, you know, right into that news feed so you can see all the E3 2011 stuff right there. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a few video cameras with us. We're going to be doing some audio, and uh, we definitely have some kick-ass appointments next week. Uh, you can also contact us by emailing us at podcast at psnation.org. Or if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, uh, a couple different ways you can do that. You can call our regular line, which is 715-502-9773. Or if you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. Or if you're over on PSNation.org, look over on the right side, in that big, long strip on the right side, and you'll see a Call Me button. You can hit that, put your phone number in there, it'll call you, give you three minutes to leave us a voicemail that way as well. Shouldn't cost you a dime, because most plans nowadays have free incoming calls, so win-win. Uh, also, don't, don't forget to look to uh, look for us on our newly improved and upgraded uh, Facebook group over uh, over at the Facebooks there. Just type in PS Nation and uh, check it out. We've got a lot of people over there. and Man, it's been really active over there lately. Yeah, like, it's I like mean, Facebook is cool again almost for five minutes. <laughs> well, it's, Should I it's, be it's, part of that thing? Uh, damn you, Josh. At the six-minute mark, it'll it'll wear off. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, we've we've had a lot of activity over there. Uh, you know, obviously we've we've been putting the link up for our live show, uh, our post E three live show that's happening next week, and uh, a lot of other stuff. We always post the show there. So uh, some great discussions going on. They're really uh, pretty surprising. I've been going over there every day lately, actually, uh, which is you know hasn't happened for a long time. Uh, you can also find us over at Retroids.com. That's where our forums are and also our, the rest of our podcast network over at Retroids.com. You can check out our forums, check the other shows out, uh, get over there for some great video game discussions. Uh, you can find us out on Stitcher, which uh, is, a, is an, you know, a streaming player for a lot of different portable uh, systems. You can also find us if you have an iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, you know the, the cool iOS devices. For $0.99 cents up in the App Store, you can grab... The uh, the Furious Gamer app, 
and uh, has like I think fourteen, fifteen different video game podcast streaming allows you to actually do searches for certain games it'll take you right to that section of each podcast let you bookmark stuff all kinds of cool stuff uh you can also check it out it's a free registration if you go to the website furiousgamer.com register for free it takes like 30 seconds and uh, you're up and running there as well you can also find all three of us at twitter at ps3 nation at five spot joel and at pjf josh Uh, i would definitely keep an eye on those next week for e3 we'll be tweeting quite a bit of stuff i'm sure uh, and yeah, so we'll get to the other stuff a little bit later, but, uh, like I said, definitely check out psnation.org bookmark it, make it your homepage next week. Cause, uh, I think we're going to have some really cool stuff for E3. We've got some very unique stuff going on next week. So Joel, time for you to tickle, uh, tickle our eardrums like no one else can and let us know what the new releases <laughs> are. You know, Kind of a big week of new releases at a time when I wouldn't expect a lot of new releases to be hitting. Eh, two got big e- games, I'd say. Got E3 next week, and all of us are going to be, and, and a lot of you, paying attention to what's coming out of L.A. and all the news. Yeah. And at the, at the same time, you're, you're supposed to run off to the store and buy some games and play them. Of course, Infamous 2 is a damn good reason to run out and buy a game. That hits next week. Uh, everybody gets a head start on that over Josh and I. This is bullshit. <laughs> That's right. They can make their own levels. Have them all set up so by the time you guys get back and play all that awesome user-created content. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for this. It's been a while since the last Infamous. We got a chance to, to play it a little bit. I'm sure you've all seen it. Looks, looks like it's going to be a solid title. And the um, early, reviews, early reviews are coming, coming in really tall. Yeah, definitely. So, should... Hopefully meet all of our demands. Oh, I'm Love very this. excited. I love that sandbox game. Reminds me of Just Cause or something like that. It's, oh. <laughs> I also love the fact that uh, it's one of those games that if you if you played and beat the first Infamous, or even if you got more trophies than somebody else, it's actually going to affect the way Infamous 2 is set up, and it'll actually reward you if you got a platinum trophy, that kind of thing. So the fact that there's kind of a link between the two games is something that's... Not seen very often, and when it is, I think they're doing it the right way with this one. Shit, I haven't heard about that. Otherwise, I would have went back and played some more real quick. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me. Well, you know, Joel, if you'd pay attention once in a while instead of... Uh, yeah. Out there too busy uh, or yogging. I don't know if it's a soft J or not. Well, no, I was too busy waiting for Green Lantern, Rise of the Manhunters. <laughs> Has anybody heard anything about this game whatsoever? You know, funny oh, you mentioned crap. it. Am I going to have to review this? Uh, <laughs> well, based on that Thor review and the positive reception, you might. <laughs> Everybody loves your superhero reviews, especially ones that, those games that are a little, let's say, negatively spicy. But I'm a fan of Green Lantern. Don't hurt me. <laughs> this actually, I, I saw some, there was a kiosk at Best Buy, and this game was running. Really? didn't look horrible wow. that doesn't mean it's going to be any good but it didn't look hmm. horrible <laughs> so hmm. we'll have to see yeah Man, isn't I'm that actually, what we what we want out of our comic yeah. book games nowadays just not horrible but you think That's that we, we would have heard like something about it by now you know true yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. Actually, that reminds me. Remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about comic books and you said that you were surprised by all the ads? Yeah. And I was like, no, no ads. I haven't seen ads. Well, I've been buying like compilations <laughs> for the past year or so. Mm-hmm. 
And I just picked up like weekly issues um, yep. and just skimmed through them. And man, you're right. They really are filled with ads now. <laughs> yeah, and they're the same small size that you would remember. Uh, so there's le- a lot less content in there. Yeah, I really I hadn't been doing because weekly issues just seem like a waste to me. I just wait until it's all in a compilation somewhere, and then I grab that book, and then there's nothing for ads. It's awesome. Huh? Smart. Actually, well, I won't be doing any any read next week because Kevin Dam Van Dam fishing is hitting. <laughs> <laughs> this is like. Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think this Kevin guy, he jumps out of the boat into the water and punches out the fish. What, it's his doodling? brother. Yeah, it's his brother, right? No. Yeah. He, he karate yeah. chops the fish. Sure I thought he was Rob Van Damme's brother. Come on, it's oh, RVD. Man. Now you've gone and confused everything. <laughs> you guys don't watch wrestling, obviously. Well, re- yeah, no. Well, regardless, Kevin Van Dam fishing is going <laughs> to be <damn> phenomenal. <laughs> no, I don't know much about it, but it's a fishing game. We also Gruel have Operation somewhere. That's okay. <laughs> Who is Gruel? Oh, <laughs> he's all over that shit. Yeah, Glenn, speak the truth. <laughs> Seventeen people just shouted out. Yeah, yeah. There's there's only about twenty people in the world to watch wrestling. That's why uh, they play the smallest of small clubs when they go to town. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, this place I used to work, the there were, you know, these big tough burly guys. They would sit around at lunch and they would talk about the wrestling stuff like well, I mean it's a soap opera. Sure, it's and a soap opera with violence. And that's exactly they talk about all the storylines and the intricacies and oh, can you believe that that happened last oh, that was so amazing. Oh, what are they gonna do with that guy? Oh, that's just terrible. <laughs> like, dude. Really? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Really? It's fun. Uh, anyway. Wow. Uh, I, I want to say so much, on, but I feel like I'm going to offend like half the world, so I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> Operation Flashpoint, mm. Red River, comes out next week. Uh, and another t- another title that uh, is very similar, Red Faction, Armageddon. <laughs> well, So, two of the Reds representing next week. Yeah, Red Faction, Armageddon, uh... I think that's going to be. It's supposed to be a pretty big title. So, but again, yeah, it's got some. Snuck up. Supposed to be. Yeah. Might have some upcoming coverage on our website because I believe there's some story side stories going on. Oh. Some 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 tie-ins that Bill was planning to cover. So, oh, must be a book or something, huh? Stay tuned. Something. <gasps> that sci-fi movie. Oh yeah, Josh was all over that shit the other day. Yeah, we saw after we recorded the last week. There was a commercial for it, and I was like, what the hell is it? What? What? <laughs> because it looked very well produced, and it had some relatively named stars in it. I mean, in the sci-fi genre. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm like, actually interested to see Tiffany that. Tiffany in it? Like Dolph Lundgren? I mean, what are we talking <laughs> well, here? No, that was the <laughs> movie. Tiffany and, uh, and what's-her-face? Debbie were, Gibson? Debbie Gibson were in... Giant shark versus mega shark versus don't, giant octopus. Don't wait a minute, Mother Debbie in. Gibson. Those two, the yeah. arch arch enemies. Yeah, yeah. They, well, because they were the both part. in separate ones, and the response was so big that they had them both in one movie. Yeah, oh. and they got into a fight. They got into this huge fight in the middle of this room, like all around this food, and they were smashing food in each other's faces and rolling around on the table. It was awesome. It, w- it would have been hot, except Tiffany was in there, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would make for a hell of a reality TV show. 
Just like put them in a room with some some knives and see what happens. Put them in the middle Watch of a mall. Cut each other's clothes off. <laughs> yeah. Coming up after the commercial break, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan sit down for a quiet discussion. <laughs> and then they bake a cake together. I'm in. It's the first reality TV show I want to watch. Oh, man. That's that's it for new releases. There's a lot, right. a lot of new releases coming in a very busy E3 week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually really surprising that... I'm very shocked that Infamous 2 is coming out that week. But, I mean, they announced that. How long ago? They announced that back when we were at GDC in March, probably. Yeah, they've slated it at this time frame for quite a while. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some strategic tie-in or something. You're talking about strategery, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do know that they put a lot of thought into when they release these games. Yeah, so. it's, it's called strategery. I, I, I taught it for eight years. It works out real well. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Joel's just in there. Uh-huh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'll, I'll roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Somehow I got Team America in my head after hearing that. I don't know how the hell I got there from where you left it. <laughs> <laughs> Strategery. <laughs> just play that song Speaking again in the Team break. America, <laughs> did you see there's a new wireless stereo headset coming for the PS3? I have heard that. It's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Well, it looks like there's a PS2 Slim on each side of it. <laughs> Actually, you're right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I'm. I was excited because it's a wireless headset. It's you know, it's a Sony headset. It's the official headset. It's a hundred dollars, ninety nine, ninety nine. I was like, this is awesome. This could be. And I was looking at the pictures, going, oh. <laughs> that looks ugly. <laughs> how do you get your head into those things? Uh, I yeah, just, but you know I what? Wonder how I bet you we'll see those is. at E3, and I'll, I'll, you know we can make a better opinion then. Yeah, absolutely. I I want to try it on because I want to. If it's comfortable, I'll deal with how it looks. I mean, who's looking at me anyway? Yeah, Lou's not going anywhere. Sucker, <laughs> she's stuck with me. <laughs> Man, that poor poor woman. Oh. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, well, you know, it says they're designed with comfort in mind for hours of gameplay, so we'll have to try them out and find out. It's got a little USB wireless adapter, so they're not Bluetooth, which would have been pretty freaking cool Yeah, but cool you know what? Were. For the price, if these things sound that good, because I bet you they're using the Dolby headphone codec like a lot of the other headsets use. For 100 bucks, these things could corner the market. If they're good enough. Well, yeah. I mean, the and, wireless... And they've got the little headset built in so that you can actually, you know, you don't need your little... Yeah. Your little tiny they're, headset. They're wireless, and they support voice chat, and they do the 7.1 Dolby headphone, you know, the yeah. simulated surround, for 100 bucks. And, and I mean, the, the Triton AX Pros that I have sitting here, I think are 130, and those are corded. Yeah. So... If these it things could are good be enough, spectacular these things could be deal. really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually really impressed with the price compared. To, usually, when Sony brings something out, it's always overpriced. So, I mean, these are only these 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 are only fifty dollars more than just the little Bluetooth headset you can buy. Yeah, I the the price you can't beat, and they're wireless, which is awesome. It's just the design is it just yeah. seems a little lacking to me. Well, but who knows? Maybe we'll know. put these things on and go, holy shit. These are awesome. Yeah. 
Wow. It does look so. like there's a lot of padding in them, so there's that. But they yeah. they do look kind of funny. <laughs> the, the the only thing about these is you know it's kind of like the uh, the Astro Gaming A40s and even the Tritons that that I've used is they're over the ear, and if you're kind of in a warm situation like we were in Extra Life, you start getting really warm. So uh, that's the only thing that you have to worry about is that your ears are completely covered up and it's almost like having earmuffs on after a while. But you know with those big PS2 slims on the side, you could actually put graphics and stuff on there if you want. That's true. Maybe put a nice PS Nation sticker on the side. Yeah, exactly. Uh Yeah. (laughs) You can find those over at Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. I'll be anxious to hear what you guys have to say about it after trying it at E3. So I think... They're, they're toting comfort as being the, well, besides the 7.1 virtual surround sound stereo and the crystal clear voice chat, comfort seems to be the, the, the big draw with these. So yeah. as long as they're comfortable, I guess it doesn't matter how they look, but comfort's definitely going to be key, especially with how they look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really interested to see it. You know, there, there's a couple deal. things that I definitely want to look for, and that is, um, you know, it, it says it has volume controls for... The microphone, that kind of thing. But you know, if you have separate controls for game audio compared to voice chat, that kind of thing that you have on some of the more high end, you know, like the Tritons and the Astros and and, and the Turtle Beaches. Uh, so, in terms of features, I'm wondering what we're going to get on these things compared to the other headsets that we've used. Well, you know, you know PS Be- Nation's going to be the spot to find out because we've got a lot of experience with these headsets. Oh yeah, and now Turtle Beach, uh, we've got an appointment with them at E3, and and they've just announced the PX3s. Which are kind of a, a like a a less featured model uh, than the PX5. Still wireless, still has uh, eighteen different presets that come with it for different games, uh, but you know just not a, f- a few of the more high end features. And you know we'll see how those PX3s stand up as well. Yeah, you can really spend a lot of money on headphones nowadays. There's models from <laughs> you know seventy nine bucks all the way up to two hundred and fifty. I'm seeing some out there. Not to mention some of the more higher end ones that you can only get online. So yeah. I love the fact that a lot of companies are doing this, though, because you can see the competition really ramping things up. And, you know, with these coming out at this price point, if they're good, that could really kind of set that standard for the rest of the of the headphone makers out there to maybe start dropping their prices a little bit. Good point. Be cool. It'd be good really point. cool. You could try these headphones with the Resistance Dual Pack, which was dated for July. Wow. Right around the corner. Get Resistance 1 and 2 coming together in one nice little package. And uh, no trophy whores, they're not going back and putting trophies in Resistance 1. Sorry. We are going to have a lot of crying people about this. Yeah, the internet was a, was a, was a blaze with that. The, the, the date's announced, it's coming in July, and all I see everywhere is, but are you putting trophies in Resistance 1? <laughs> no, that game doesn't have trophies, remember? What, do you think they went back and stuck it in here just so they could put it on a, in, a, in a new package? Well, Actually, they put trophies would, in God of War 1 and 2 in the pack. Yeah, it would be nice. True. Just True. saying. Insomniac doesn't seem to, to want to do that at all, though, because they were them. talking about... Um, maybe it was one of the Ratchet & Clank games when everybody started patching trophies, like Uncharted 1 got its trophy patch. And everybody was begging, oh, what about Ratchet and Clank? No, no, we're not going to do that. Not I think it was future. It. But they had two games in the works. and Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I moved development resources off of a game in the make. That's going to make them more money. Yeah, over to something where they're just going to chuck in some trophies. And plus they probably want to, well, hopefully I'm not speaking for them, but I would think they'd want to put some effort into the trophies. 
not just going backwards and like, okay, well, you beat level one, you beat level two, you beat level three, you beat the game on veteran, there you go, platinum, done. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, at that point, it's almost like playing Terminator Salvation just to get a platinum. I mean, yeah, it's a platinum, but it's, it's an empty platinum. Just saying. Yep, so July. July Do they give 5th. a date or do they just say July? July 5th. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can celebrate Independence Day by shooting down some Camara. <laughs> and play Damn the uh, play the speech from the movie Independence Day at the very end, and, and you can just feel feel all that pride welling up inside while you're playing the game. With the president? Yeah. This Ably is played by Bill Paxton. Independence Day! <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, like, where like the, the guy plugs his computer into the alien ship via the USB interface. <laughs> No, no, he did it wireless, <laughs> but it was a Mac, so, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, I hate that movie. <laughs> the only reason I own that movie is because I have a DTS Laserdisc of it, and it's probably one of the top five movie soundtracks in terms of full soundtrack that you can buy for home. It, it's the level of detail and and just how much you hear on that DTS soundtrack is mind-blowing. Thought you were going to say you're a Judd Hirsch fan there for a second. Who doesn't like Judd Hirsch? Come on, Taxi. I love him. He's a big guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was a fan of the Dear John television show. Yes, very much. Oh, that was a good show, man. <laughs> you know, another TV show we were talking about at work today, and we totally stumped a kid. Stingray. Stingray. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't owe me any money. You just owe me a favor. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, no need to watch television because you can just go into home and watch the E3 live keynote, which will be streamed there this coming Monday night. So when the the E3 press conference is going on, and if you don't have one of these cable channels or access to maybe an internet site that's that's streaming it, which I think Sony is also streaming it on their on one of their websites, I believe they're that's streaming the it on the blog. blog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can either go there or you know maybe go into home. Chum around with some of your home pals and watch it in there. Which actually would be cool. pretty Yeah, it's pretty cool. Definitely. And actually the blog, they're really doing a lot this year. I think they said they're gonna have four different camera views on the blog for this for that stream, but they're gonna be walking around uh the E3 show floor the whole week and actually streaming uh like game demos and stuff live at the same time. So they're it sounds like they're getting pretty ambitious this year. Yeah, and they're it looks like they're also gonna do that booth too. The, the virtual PlayStation booth, like they did last year, and that stuff's so cool. And and you know, it sounds it sounds kind of nitpicky and whiny, but it sucks that we miss that because by the time we get home from E three, they already have it all taken down. No, it was still there. <laughs> Not when I got home. I went in to try it yeah. the day I got home, and it was gone. No, that's not right because I went in oh, with Joel right. and. I went in with Joel and a couple other people after we got back, and I was walking them around and explaining, okay, this is where we were, this is where this was set up, this is where... We went... Remember that, Joel? I do. He speaks the truth. Yeah, but yeah. I got home a day later, remember? I was still down in Milwaukee. Well, We called him. We're like, he's coming me. home. Take it down real quick before he gets would, back. I'm serious. <laughs> it was not there when I went in. That's cool. I looked yeah, they kept, for it. I think they Fuck. kept it up. Was it till the end of the week, I think? Maybe? I don't remember. Maybe that's it. Who knows? So it'll probably be gone when we get home because we're going to be at our live show on Woo! Friday night. <laughs> I remember I'm standing back. in there last year. You're saying, Glenn, that you wish you could check it out. Last year I was standing in there thinking of you two, and I'm like, oh, 
This sucks. I don't want to be standing in this one. I'd be in the real fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's it's like less. a big, it's like a big tease. It's like going to a strip club. <laughs> then you find out it's full of guys dancing. Uh, uh, yeah. Wrong show. <laughs> so a live show, you say, huh, Josh? <laughs> yes, indeed. We are having, in case anybody hasn't heard about this, I mean, this is important. Well, we've, we've kind of kept it a secret. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, Friday night, June 10th at Meltdown Comics on 7522 Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Glorious Los Angeles will be doing you a do live PS Nation. Yes, a live PS Nation podcast show. Indeed. So come check us out. Admission is only $10. 10 measly little dollars. Plus one dollar for like handling, yeah. but that's okay. Oh, I think, I think that dollar buys like the dollars. staff some candy. I think they buy Pez with it. Yeah, Not so sure. definitely get your tickets. Get your tickets soon because actually we don't know how many are selling. We have and... no clue. We know we've sold tickets, but we don't know how many. And there's 160 seats, and honestly, it could sell it tomorrow. We have no clue. So if you're thinking about going, definitely pick up your tickets sooner than later. Uh, and we have a couple of things to sweeten the pot a little bit. Yes. Uh, yeah. So number one, uh, we have confirmed that we're going to have a representative for Dead Island at the show uh, to come on and talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, a couple other ones we're working on, so we don't want to announce that yet and jinx it. But uh, a great friend of ours actually did something pretty cool. Uh, if you've if you've seen the new cover art for Resistance Three. Uh, they made some posters up of that art, and this is from a pretty famous artist over in Europe. Uh, we actually have one of those posters to give away, and it's signed by the development team of Resistance 3. How badass is that? So we'll be but giving that away. you have to be there. Yeah, you have to be there. It's going to be given away to somebody at the live show that actually is in attendance. Uh, and also, I'm going to win! Eh, who knows? Jo- you know, Josh and I will be picking stuff up during the week. Maybe we'll have some swag to give away. Because those shirts they give away, I can never fit into one anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, check out the web. You know, head over to psnation.org. You'll see right on the top of the page. Uh, you'll see the live show details there. There's a link right there to go buy the tickets. Uh, but check it out. It's going to be a blast, and we are definitely going to be going out for some drinks afterwards. Uh, a couple of our listeners have sent over some places that are pretty close to the venue. Uh, that we can go have some drinks at. So uh, we definitely want to hang out with everybody, meet all of our friends out in California, and uh, hang out and have a good time. Like I said, I, I think my plane leaves at like noon, and, and Josh's is the same, so plenty yep. of time to get up in the morning. Yeah. Shit. Not a problem. And we so don't have to worry see... about that pesky city burning down because the L.A. Lakers won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come see Glenn and Josh... And Joel on a stick. And get your it's picture taken with Joel awesome. on a stick there, too. So that's, that's another big thing. You can get your picture taken for with free. Joel on a stick. For free. We won't even charge for that. Yeah. Normally we would charge for that. But not this time. Yes. We'll definitely have Joel available through Skype. Maybe video. We'll have to see how we can work that out. That's, that should be fun. And we are definitely planning on uh, streaming that on Justin. But I'm telling you, it's not going to be the full experience unless you're there at the show. And because uh, honestly, you can't win this stuff if you're not at the show. So, uh, also trying to work on some beta codes for giving away to people that show up as well. So we're going to try to get maybe some twisted metal beta codes, possibly some resistance three beta codes, that kind of thing. So we'll be working on giveaways during the week as well. You never know what's going to be showing up there. 
Because we don't even know what's going to be there. <laughs> we just well know said. we'll be there, and Joel and a stick will be there. I'm not going to miss it. On a stick. <laughs> On a stick. <laughs> On a stick. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, well, let's talk about what we're playing, huh? I guess I'll sure. start, because I probably played the least. Because I just played a few games, but a lot of it. You're probably wrong, but go ahead. Uh, I only played four games. I only played two. Well, then go ahead. I played the crap out of Infamous. Ah, yeah, yeah. Since You're trying Infamous to platinum that, aren't you? Coming. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to platinum it. Uh, I'm, I'm almost done with the single-player story on good, because I'm a good boy. And... I'm really close. The one disappointment I found with it, because I, I love it so far. I love the story. I love, you know, the city and everything that goes on. Your freaking superpowers are awesome. But I got back to the historic district. I've opened up the whole historic district, you know, started up the generators and everything. And then I was messing around near the parking garage. And man, things get so wonky around there with collision detection and physics and stuff with yeah because there's some weird angles yeah there's a lot of weird angles and it really wasn't built to handle those weird angles especially when you're climbing up and around them it's just uh takes you out of it which is a little bit of a disappointment yeah and big big chunks of that historic district look identical to the other two islands and it was just kind of like uh they it was almost like they, they built and built and built and built, and then they were like, eh. <laughs> when they got to the third part, they were just like, just fancy it up and we'll call it historic. Eh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it felt like to me. But I, I still love it. I'm still really having fun with it. I got all the dead drops. Wow. I'm like five shards away from the 350 shards. Oh Told God. you that was like. That was cake. That was nothing. <laughs> After another game where I was finding a thousand items, that was nothing. The game that should not be named. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But I was just doing that just as I was cruising around the city and, you know, I was just picking things up and I was like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm in the historic and I'm like, I've got 302 shards. This is crazy. Or 342 at that point. I was yeah. like, wow. So, yeah. I, I I do enjoy it, though. I'm really excited. I'm very excited for Infamous 2 now. I just yeah. need to finish this at least once on good. I don't know if I'll have the time to go back and blast through it in evil. There's no way I'm going to platinum because I'm not doing all those stunts. <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah. <laughs> you and I were talking about that for a while last night. I'm like, God, I don't even remember it anymore. It was about a year yeah. and a half when I was playing that game. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like God of War. God of War 1, all I need is one trophy for the Platinum. All I need to do is go back through and beat it in under five hours, and I have a Platinum. And I just, I don't know. I haven't done it, because I just don't feel like doing it. And maybe someday. He can play 100 plus hours of the game that shall not be named, and he can't do five hours in God of War. That's because he keeps getting pulled back to the game that should not be named. (laughs) 
that's because I've played through God of War three times already. I, oh I'm God. not really excited to play through the first one again. I'm telling David time. Jaffe. <laughs> I'm I'm focused on God of War three. That's the whole point. Ah, since I never finished that, that's my next one. I see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I Infamous and the other game was the third birthday on PSP. Ah, what do you think so far? Yeah. Um, not so sure so far. <laughs> <laughs> And the combat is throwing me, and the story, interesting, I don't know that it's really what I was expecting from it. I mean, you know, like, I avoided all the information going into it, because this was one of those ones that I wanted to just come in surprised. The cinematics are absolutely jaw-dropping. They're gorgeous. Um... And it's neat seeing, well, it's weird. I mean, you could kind of tell it was not your typical American developer creating this game because they come in over the skyline of New York and you see the Statue of Liberty and everything, and the World Trade Center is still there. And it says 2013, December 2013. And I was like, huh, how about that? <laughs> so this is a fantasy, okay. <laughs> um, but the city looked gorgeous, you know, the everything looked cool. The the combat threw me off a bit. It wasn't quite what I expected from the combat. It it obviously it's not gonna feel like an old PS one game, but I really enjoyed the combat in the PS one game. Oh, all right. Um so yeah, I'm still getting used to it. And there's of course there's a million different things to do in it and I spent I, I made my way through the first level and then I spent like an hour just reading there's all kinds of text back at this base and you go through the file cabinet and there's so much backstory and all this text. So hmm. I spent all kinds of time sitting on the train just reading through all these different uh different files that they have there. Sure. And it it actually gives a really good backstory to the whole thing and, and kind of builds it up to what happened and how you got to this point and and it's cool it's cool it's just um not what i expected so hmm. i'm a little thrown off but i'm kind of getting into it starting to enjoy it so cool we'll see i'm sure i'll drop it for something shiny again <laughs> <laughs> and get back to it later we'll see well, that's right. it so uh before we get to the games uh a couple movies watch tron legacy again because uh, mm. Rock was up for the weekend and he wanted to see it in 3D, so he puts the DVD or the Blu-ray in, and we're watching it. We're watching it, and the first part of it, you know, is not in 3D on purpose. So it gets into the digital world, and I'm looking at it, and he's like, and he goes, "Wait, do we have? Is this in 3D?" And I took my glasses off. I'm like, "No, you put the wrong Blu-ray, and you idiot." <laughs> took about 10 <laughs> minutes for us to figure it out, though. Uh, so watch that again, uh, and then this movie, which. Somebody told me that it was funny, and I'm like, all right, because Rob Corddry's in it, and it's got this like really good cast, like Ving Rhames and Ellen Barkin and uh, Jeffrey Tambor and pretty much everybody in this movie you would recognize. Uh, called Operation Endgame. It's up on Netflix. My God, it sucked. 
It was awful. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Because somebody at work told me that it was funny. You know, because uh, Galifianakis is in it. I mean, Maggie Q's in it. Yeah. You know, and it was terrible. So don't even bother. And then I didn't realize they had this on Netflix, and I think they just added it. But it's a documentary I wanted to see for a long time called Anvil. And this is about the heavy metal group from the 80s, Anvil, that went on. Oh, they're from Canada. I mean, they they somewhere played with all the big names, you know, the Guns N' Roses, the uh, the Metallica, Megadeth, all them guys, Scorpions they toured with. And pretty much, I think it was Monsters of Rock that they were on. And they were the only group that came out of Monsters of Rock that did not get a big record deal and didn't become successful. And now these guys are in their 50s. They're still releasing albums. They're on like their, they were working on their 13th album when, when uh, the movie was being shot. And, and they take this big European tour and just going around showing all these small clubs they're playing and, and uh, you know, that stuff. And them trying to kind of break back in and, and get an album out that's going to be like really well received. It is fantastic. I mean, you feel for these guys. You see the passion in them. You see, I mean, it's it's really only two guys now, and the other two guys weren't in the original band, but it's the two founding guys that, that still do it. And just seeing all the passion that's still there, and, and they they end up, I don't want to give anything away, but it, it is, it's a really good movie. I mean, it, it's, it's funny, though, because you watch it, and a lot of people don't really remember Anvil at all. It took me about 10 minutes when I first saw the trailer for this to kind of remember them, because I'd been to the Monsters of Rock when I was in Kansas City, and... and uh, I finally remembered it, and, and the guys, they have a great sound, and they have some really good tunes. And you're watching it at the beginning, and it seriously feels like Spinal Tap, where <laughs> they've got all these big names like Slash and uh, some guys from Scorpions, and of course, uh, uh, Lars Ulrich, because Lars Ulrich can't uh, miss an opportunity to talk about something. Uh, but you know, all these pretty big names in music talking about these guys and how they should have been successful and, you know, the whole nine. And, and when you're watching it, you're like, I remember seeing Anvil, right? And I started doubting myself. Like, I know I saw him. This feels really spinal tapish. And to see kind of where their lives ended up and everything still feels kind of spinal tapish. And, uh, but it's fantastic. It, it, it's on a Netflix streaming. Give it a, give it a watch. Seriously. If you're any type of music fan, if you're if you like documentaries at all, but I mean, it, it's really really well done, and man, their music, their new album sounds really good. Uh, their thirteenth album, and I think fourteen might be out soon or something, but it's not bad. So, uh, and then out of the games, I've been playing a ton of SOCOM Four uh, multiplayer. I'm up to like level ten, which Mister DeBucket decided to start giving me shit last night, but. He doesn't seem to remember that he's been playing SOCOM the whole time. He's in clans, blah, blah, blah. I don't play it that often, but I'm still having a good time. I really like it. Talked to our buddy Pat uh, from Urgent Fury last night a little bit about the game. And, uh, of course, the competitive people kind of think it's a hot mess right now. Apparently, there's some problems with uh, actually running competitions with SOCOM 4, which sucks. But, uh, yeah, I'm really liking it. And, man, I still think it's probably the best 3D game out there overall. Uh, played some more Pixel Junk Shooter 2 a little bit, just kind of showing Rocket, uh, Rock the game, and quickly remembered how tough that damn game gets. Man. God, that game gets tough. <clears throat> uh, played about, I'm going to say 16 to 18 hours of MLB 11 the show over the weekend. <laughs> Is that it? 
It was just, ridiculous. Just 18? Well, see, you know, Rock, <laughs> Rock comes up, and he's always the one I play the game with. And mm-hmm. I was on call this weekend, so I really couldn't go too far from the house. I had to stay kind of in the area. And he threw it in. We started working on my road to the show. I, I was still in double A. Got up to triple A. Got traded to three different teams now. Um, I think at one point, my slugging percentage was over 600. You know, the average was at like 351, I think it was. I mean, I, just a monster. Uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs with this character, and, and uh, we're in our third third or fourth season now. But just seriously, he's played, has to be a good 16 hours at least. Staying up until 3 in the morning both nights, the whole nine. Yeah, just nuts. And then uh, he says, well, hey, show me that L.A. Noir game. <laughs> threw it in i'm like ah you know i got a little while to go still i'm, I'm getting close i'm in the last section hour later i finished the game <laughs> so um finished main story wow. wow what a big uh what an ending i wish i could talk about it but uh yeah that ending was pretty jarring and uh man fantastic game through and through i i stand by my review completely i do want to go back and uh finish a few things but i'm going to bring the game down to e3 for josh so I'll have to hold off on that for a little while, but Yay. very, very good game. I it is a game of the year contender for me, really. It, it is that good. Just enjoy the shit out of it. So, yeah, uh, Aggie CEO. I think he's at a hundred percent of the game now because you can go into the social club and look up people, and like he and Andrew Yoon were both like at ninety nine point something. They were just basically looking for one or two more things. So uh, Aggie, if you uh, got a hundred percent, congrats, sir. I know he was close to it, but that's a platinum, so. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at my sandals, that's a platinum. <laughs> that's a platinum. <laughs> so, Joel, <clears throat> your gaming life has kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. You know, I uh, went and bought a 3D TV over the weekend. Wow. Sucker. Sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Local furniture store had a good deal. Good deal, meaning uh, no payments, no interest for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, kind of was looking at getting a 3D TV, kind of been thinking about it for a while, and saw the deal, saw the sales. They had a nice big Memorial Day sale. I finally pulled the trigger. Picked up uh, Sony LED 3D nice. TV. Nice. Yeah. It's 55 well inch. It's got the, the backlit, so it's very, very nice blacks on it, which I was really pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, compared to compared to my LCD display, uh, night and day <laughs> on the LED. <laughs> so now, so now, what did you do with all the TVs? Did you just kind of rotate so the one from downstairs went upstairs now? And yeah, I actually put the one from downstairs in my rec room slash man cave upstairs over our bed. So now we're watching some really interesting uh, programming before, before we fall asleep. <laughs> Which I thought would be a really good use for that television. So is it actually over the bed or is it on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> it's on a, a truss, so I can. It depends. <laughs> it can do both. No, 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 no. I actually put the older or the, or the other display, which is about five years old LCD, and LCD's got what for a shelf life? Six to seven years, I think I'm hearing. Eh. I guess it varies. Yeah. It was a Sony. It was, it was doing pretty well, but. I ended up selling it on Craigslist just to get a few extra hundred bucks towards ah. this 3D TV. I didn't really have a need for this larger display. Upstairs, we keep it. We have a smaller television up there. Kind of hang, hang out 
down here. I don't have a lot of televisions in the house. We just got the two. Didn't want to add a third, so figured put the money towards the 3D purchase. Minimize the amount of money I was spending. God, there's only one of me here, and I have three TVs. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have one in the bedroom, and I was joking about the one over the bed. <laughs> sure you were. Try to backpedal uh-huh. now. Yeah, there's plenty of entertainment in there without the television. We just sleep sleeping wise. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Lots of sleeping. <laughs> Come on, we don't go blue here. Let's go. <laughs> when did that start? <laughs> so yeah, I bought the three D TV and as I'm sure everybody does, I grabbed every three D item I owned and threw it in there <laughs> just to check it out. So I'm still making my way. I I didn't realize how many 3D games I had. Of course, PlayStation 3 has been yeah. in 3D for a while, and they've really yeah. amassed a, a decent list. So first and foremost, MotorStorm Apocalypse. I wanted oh. to play that in 3D. I would have went to the store and downloaded the other 3D MotorStorm, but hey, I couldn't do that yet. Uh, don't even do that. You got Apocalypse now. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, and it looks great in 3D. So I went back through some of the earlier tracks. That uh, when the online was off, I couldn't get my high scores posted or my lap times posted. Right. So just going back and playing through those in 3D, and that game looks really good in 3D. Big shock. Oh, yeah. Yep. Super Stardust HD in 3D. Looks pretty good. That's awesome, isn't it? (laughs) It is, yeah. You know, and I, I need to go back and play more of it because I think with the added 3D depth, I might even be able to get a better score because it seemed a little bit easier to see some of the stuff coming at you than before see i was too distracted by things so i'm getting a bad score on that yeah, maybe it will have the opposite effect i'm <laughs> yeah. not i'm not sure yet <laughs> yeah it looks gorgeous though it is it's gorgeous but i'm playing it i'm like damn it i keep dying ah i think it's because i'm so distracted by the by the shiny cool things that are in 3d it is it does look really good especially with the the planet and then the ships are just sort of sort of floating off the top of it yeah the bu- the bullets just come flying across uh nba 2k11 with the NBA Finals this week, I threw that in. I knew it had a 3D upgrade capability. Sure enough, I had to download a, a patch. I played that in 3D, and I didn't play a whole lot of it in 3D because it being patched in, it didn't look as good as something like MotorStorm Apocalypse, which was designed with yeah. 3D in mind. Noticeable was- difference. I'm sure you can patch it in, but in doing so, it doesn't jump out of the screen. I don't think they did a good job patching it. I, it just... Yeah, because I got that too, and that was one of the early games that I played, and I think I talked about that on here. It was just, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was a pretty big disappointment, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the one of the games where I had to make sure that I was doing it right. Like, are the glasses on? Is the 3D <laughs> Do I have to go into the options? Like, I had everything all set up, and it just didn't look right. And then until they showed, like, a a highlight or an instant replay where they changed the camera orientation and it showed the player running down the court sort of at me, mm-hmm. throwing a pass. And that pass looked, that was very 3D. Like the ball was like jumping off the screen at the person he was passing it to. But just the default camera angle didn't really do a whole lot for the 3D effect. It wasn't really worth it. It was just on those like zoom in, instant replay sort of pictures that really benefited from the extra 3D. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, usually, it's stuff nah. like that I, I wouldn't even bother with. Like uh, Black Ops in 3D, in my opinion, is terrible. It's it's like almost like flat bitmaps again, just kind of zooming into the screen. Yeah, yeah it was 
thinking about checking that. I haven't tried that yet because Killzone 3. Yeah. I threw that in, and that's <laughs> I probably played an hour and a half of that in 3D. It just looks so good in yeah. 3D. A little disorienting at first because it's got such a good and pronounced 3D effect, a lot more so than even some of the other games I played previous to it. And especially the gun. Like, you, you see the gun out in front of you, and for a first-person shooter, especially being my first time playing a 3D pers- first-person shooter, that was a little weird to get used to. Once I got the hang of it, I love it. The Killzone 3 looks just amazing in 3D. The sight, the the aim, uh, definitely I notice a difference in the aiming. It seems a little bit easier having that extra depth when you're looking across the screen through your sights. Yeah, it's, Not- it's cool. I mean, it, it's... Even when I saw it at E3 last year, and, and you, that red dot is actually floating like it sp- should be, and you're popping off headshots right and left because now all of a sudden everything lines up for you the way it should. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I li- like having an excuse to go back and play games I've already played and they have a new <laughs> look to them. It's like when I upconverted the SD to the HD back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <and like, laughs> you're throwing all your DVDs in again like, oh, this looks way better. I never saw the nose hairs in that dude before. This is awesome. <laughs> Throw a porno in. Oh, too many C-section scars. Oh. <laughs> kind of the same exact uh, feeling here, going back through things I've already played or looked at, you know, in, in the the other way, playing them in 3D or watching them in 3D just had a, a little different look to them. That was it. So I've got a I've got a few more 3D games I got to get through, SOCOM especially. Yeah. Is one I want to is one I want to try out. I got a free movie with the 3D TV. Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton one. I'd take that over uh, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was included, so sure. had to to watch a 3D movie and that fit the bill. You it's should okay. uh, you should mess never with seen it before. Player. So at least it was something I hadn't seen. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, on Voodoo, if you get a good enough uh, signal, you can do a test on it to make sure you can get HDX. But they actually do stream some 3D movies, and they work really well. They look good. I'll we'll have to try that. Yeah, the guy the guy who sold me the television was talking about all the content through some of the apps on the television directly. So there's yeah. all the wireless applications like Netflix is on there, Curiosity is on there, and a few others. Yeah, I, I tr- tried hitting Curiosity, but obviously that's down. But he was telling me, and I don't know if it's a load of BS or not, maybe you guys know, but basically there, he was just saying there's a, a decent amount of 3D content online. The, through the, some of those applications. That's you the mentioned thing, though, Sony is, specifically, so I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. It, it'll, you mentioned that the other night, and I'm, I'm really curious as well. I should. I haven't really messed with uh, Curiosity yet because it's been down, but uh, the one thing that I've noticed, because like our TV, Josh and I have both the same TV, and, and you know it's got Netflix built into it and all that other stuff, but when you go in and mess with those, you're going to notice that the apps that are made for the PS3 are a lot better than what's on your TV. So, I mean, it's nice having the functionality there, and, and for somebody that doesn't have a set-top box at all, it's great that that functionality's in there, but the PS3 stuff just works a lot better, and it usually looks better, too. Because, like, our, our YouTube view, viewer on the Panasonic Ugh. TVs is fucking awful. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I only watched a, yeah. a couple of YouTube videos on, my, on this TV, and it looked okay, but I, I see what you're saying. I mean, it... <laughs> PS3 as a device, as far as streaming HD content, is probably a hell of a lot more capable than an app they just plucked into the television. But I'm, I'm curious to, to have you guys check it out, uh, Glenn, when you're over this weekend before you leave for E3. Just to kinda, <laughs> the kinda other thing to look at like. when the store comes back up, mm-hmm. uh, the video section, they have a whole little 3D section, and 
you know, there's a ton of stuff to rent or buy, but there's also a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. I mean, nothing spectacular, but it's it's a bunch of free stuff that you can just download and, you know, check that out and see the 3D on that and how good it looks or bad it looks in some some. Yeah, cases. there were a couple that looked pretty terrible. Yeah, the Sports Illustrated thing, the little preview they had for that really didn't look it's that awful. good. It's awful. Yeah, it's not yeah. well done at all. Hmm. Yeah, I, re- I recall that. I wanted to see that, actually. <laughs> oh, well. there I do have DirecTV, and I there are a couple channels that are available in 3D. That's so I've been cool. checking that those out. Cool. One of them's ESPN 3D. Another yeah. one is called 3, 3N or something like that. I, and then there's a, a pay channel, which has some of the latest 3D movies like Tangled. <clears throat> that new Nicolas Cage one was already on there. Oh, Drive Angry. That was actually shot in 3D. Yeah, uh, so that Blu-ray's some... out this week, and I want to, I actually with Nick Cage, but I do want to pick it up because it's a story I like. So yeah, you know what's funny about that ESPN 3D mm-hmm. is that everything on there, like if they're doing a basketball game, that ESPN 3D is a completely separate broadcast with their own announcers, their own cameras, everything. I noticed that because I actually watched the NBA Finals game last night. Yeah, because I wanted to. This ESPN 3D channel doesn't have a lot of content. It's not like ESPN yeah. main channel just in 3D. No, no, no. Yeah. Just as, as Glenn just said, it's completely separate. So I'm watching the game. And I'm like, who the hell are these announcers? You know, and it, it's funny because they're talking about uh, certain players playing too physical and knocking into each other. The guy announcing that is the same guy who broke Steve Nash's nose like two playoff two years ago <laughs> and took him out of the playoffs. So here it's just it's kind of hypocritical this guy. It was funny. Like, oh, they think they play a little too physical here. <laughs> like coming from the guy who broke Steve Nash's nose on purpose. Okay, dude, whatever. Wow. So it's, it's yeah, Bruce Bowen. So it was a little weird, but definitely the like the overlays, the commentary was tripping us out at first until we realized it was its own dedicated stream because yeah. They're they're doing these little interlays, like check out this 3D picture of the last player, and they'd show like these 3D stills. And I'm, my wife looks over, she's like, "I wonder what they're showing during the regular game." I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, they're probably showing some like highlights or something." <laughs> See, but that that's just the so way they the it. way they integrated it, but it's completely its own stream, yeah, its own content. Because we're all used to like if you watch an NFL game on Fox, you know, you're used to them shooting everything with mostly HD cameras, and then every now and then you'll see an SD camera. Because it's still this mixed bag, but it's all over the same stream. And, and ESPN spent like, I want to say it was like half a billion dollars on this complete 3D upgrade. But right now, the 3D stuff that they do is always a separate broadcast than what they're normally doing for ESPN, which I love the idea. I mean, it's expensive as all hell, but I love the fact that they're doing that uh, to really push the, uh, push the envelope a little bit. But I also think that that's one of the channels that they've kind of partnered with because Sony showed off last year at CES kind of their whole initiative to get a lot more uh, channels to use 3D. And they, they had that 3D university that they would train people how to shoot 3D and all that other stuff. And I want to say that ESPN was one of the partners in that because they were showing a lot of sports footage. Like they were showing some soccer and everything else in 3D. But it, it was cool. There was a Right when it launched, there was a really good article online. I don't remember where it was anymore, but... Uh, this this writer did this huge thing about how they brought all these journalists into uh, a game at Madison Square Garden, but they never actually got to sit on the floor. They sat in a room in the back, and they watched the 3D broadcast the whole time. 
And then they walked out at halftime and they were showing them, okay, there's the regular camera, there's the 3D camera, you know, and how they actually had it all separated. It was a really, really good write-up. Like, it made you understand hmm. kind of how many hoops ESPN's jumping through to to kind of support this new format. Well, the coverage of the Masters was gorgeous. Oh. It was really nice. So, yeah. yeah, and like Joel said, there's not a lot of content on that ESPN 3D right now, but I'm just looking at it like, ooh, this is like the very early days of DVD. You know, there's yeah. not much there, but when it comes, oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, maybe at that <laughs> point I'll look into getting DirecTV or something, but I'm kind of fine without cable right now. Yeah, DirecTV is nice and all, but for the 3D content, it's not worth it just yet. No. There's, not, there's nothing there. It's It's nice to have it. Just as another source of 3D material. But, it's cool yeah, that your box supported that right away too, dude. That's rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it was weird too because equipment. I didn't have the. I first plugged the Direct TV box into my new 3D TV, and I was looking through the settings. I'm like, where the hell do I tell it? I have a 3D TV now. You know, I mean, it's, it's got to be something in the settings. And for those that know DirecTV and how it's set up, you have a main box in your house that's sort of the controls, mm. and then you have your supplemental boxes that just can, can can access the content. Unless you buy two separate distinct DVRs with hard drives, then you can have two main boxes. But anyway, so then I went up to the main box, which isn't the one in the in the rec room. Like, where the hell is the option? Long story short, I just went to the 3D channel, hit it, and it was like took a few seconds, and it was like 3D TV detected. Poof. It just started throwing the the 3D content right up. And even the menus are in 3D. So when I switch back to the guide after watching (laughs) 3D content, the actual DirecTV menu is in 3D. So it's kind of weird. Like, we took the, my wife and I were watching the finals. We took the glasses off, kind of were switching back and forth to the Brewer game, which wasn't just, you know, it wasn't in 3D. Right. And we'd go back to the menu and it was with the glasses off, like, what the hell? The menu's all blurry. I'm like, <laughs> so we'd switch the channel back to an to a regular, not 3D channel, and then the men, the menu would almost, like, just go back to its regular resolution, and it would look normal again. So. <laughs> oh, God, watching 3D ruined our eyes already. <sighs> We're dead. <laughs> There's one channel that, uh, I forget which 3D channel it was, but they were showing some, like, global warming broadcast or episode television special or something mm-hmm. so and i was during the commercial break i told my wife to flip over let's check out that that other channel we flip over there there is literally the earth floating in the middle of the fucking room like the 3d effect was so nice dramatic that switching from the 3d nba finals over to this was like holy shit <laughs> like we switched over there and all of a sudden you got the earth like floating on our laps i was like what the hell just happened but the way your eyes adjust to that it doesn't it's not like 3d is so perfectly resolution wise that it just you flip the channel and all of a sudden the earth's on your lap no 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 the earth is like it looks like a like a ball of shit coming at you and then you're like focusing your eyes focusing oh that's the earth oh i see what's going on so it's really kind of bizarre to flip from kind of a subtle 3d to this really dramatic 3d it almost made us like i don't know it's like going from the dark to the bright sun you know where you just your <laughs> eyes are like holy shit like what the hell just happened i don't know if you guys have ever experienced anything like that but the the different no. 
dramatic difference in the 3D effect. If one is using it tremendously to switch back and forth, is uh, it's pretty taxing on the eyes, to say the least. Nice. That's cool. So that's the one downside with Fios is, you know, they added that ESPN 3D, but when I switch to it, I physically have to go into the menu, the TV menu, and tell it, you know, this is a 3D channel, the 3D effect is top and bottom. Oh, wow. Um, because it's just on auto all the time, and when you flip on the PS3, it just works. Yeah. And it's not a problem. And when I first turned that on, I could see two pictures, top and bottom, of the screen. And I'm like, what the hell? And I go into the menu, and I'm flipping around. I'm looking, looking. I'm like, okay, there it is. And I switch it to top and bottom, and the picture comes up, and the picture's gorgeous. If you try to pull the like the program guide up, it's a mess. Jeez. It's a blurry mess that you can't even read it. It, it's, it just doesn't work at all. <laughs> So all you can do is basically watch that and then when you get out of it you know you can you can move around in regular channels and everything else is fine for the most part but if I turn on the PS3 I have to flip back to auto so it's kind of a pain that I wish you know that's one of those things that I wish something would sort of get standardized and everybody would just go one way but I can see because on our TVs it has top and bottom, left and right, auto, and maybe something else for the 3D. Hmm. Um, That's really messed up. Yeah. It's it's an annoyance, but I mean, it's not like I'm watching a whole lot of it anyway because, like Joel said, there's it's limited with the amount of programming they have. You know, there's the Winter X games, there's a college football game, a college basketball game. That's about it. <laughs> well, they're, they're doing a you few get select live NBA now. games. I know they had yeah. a schedule of like so many NBA games, and yeah, yeah. I mean, That's I really, cool. I really you do get hope some live that, events. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I hope that where I live, I can get the Masters in 3D maybe next year or something. I'd get cable back or whatever, but I doubt it. So I'd have to go to Directv, which I really don't want to do because of the setup of my house. And uh, uh, I'll stick to what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all this 3D and the LED playing, I actually turned that off for a while, fired up the tube TV. The wife and I played a couple rounds of RBI baseball on the NES. Nice. Classic, <laughs> classic baseball game. I found out over the weekend that she's a, a big fan from back in the day. She used to play RBI. Wow. Like, you you did, oh, we're playing. We're totally playing. So, yeah, sure enough, played a bunch of that over the weekend. And then I started playing some Karate Champ and remembered what a shit. Oh horrible game that was <laughs> so quickly threw that out and put rbi back in karate champ oh god <laughs> it's not aged well Very rbi cool. though besides having the old roster still a ton of fun to play oh yeah I that game's Glenn, a blast isn't power pros nowadays a descendant of rbi baseball like it's part of the same lineage sort of um i don't think no, because RBI was Tengen, wasn't it? Yes. Which is Atari. Uh, no. Yay! It it, it was a long-running <laughs> series in Japan, but it was always Power Paru. I don't think it actually came from anything else. Because I think they no. had a Power Paru uh, series on the NAS. Always, always sort of reminded me of RBI. Maybe that's it. They're, they're close. Um 
Because I want to say Accolade was in there somewhere too with that, but I'm, I think I'm wrong now that I think of it. I can't remember. That's really it. Then I got hooked on the IT crowd. Finally started watching that. Oh, oh watched, nice. Watched through like six episodes. We just got hooked on it. Hilarious. <laughs> so that's the first season. <laughs> the problem yeah, the is Netflix- the third season's not up for, for streaming right now. Well, the way Netflix is set up, I'm not sure what season's what. It's just all... Oh, that's I can look closer and, and pay more attention. I can tell. But it's all lumped together. So there's like 22, 24 episodes, something like that, that yeah. are up there right now. So I don't know if that's... Yeah, it's- it's only about six. Is. No, it's only about six per season. Oh wow! Yeah, well, maybe well, all of it England. is out there then. Yeah, that's what they do. Which is better for a lot of shows, you know? You don't. You're not dragging it out twenty two episodes that you get a bunch of garbage halfway through. You know, they're tight. They're they tell the stories they need to tell. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Good. The characters are, are hilarious. The three yeah, main it, characters. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of. It, I mean, it really does hit home a little bit with uh, being an IT guy for as long as I have been. I mean, obviously they take it a little bit to the extreme, but uh, I think it's episode one of season two, and it'll show you like S S two as or you know episode one or whatever on the on the name of it. Yep, it's where they go to the theater. Holy shit! <sighs> oh, that's one of the best ones. Oh, I think that's God. the next one we're gonna watch. Actually, <laughs> I love that one. I'm Irish and my legs Hi, don't Ma- work. I'm Irish. I love how they I love how they answer the phone. Have you turned it on and off yet? <laughs> That's true though. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So awesome. Yeah. Alright, well with that, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll uh discuss some E3 stuff and stuff and junk. brought to you by our awesome sponsors over at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation that's right head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation sign up for the 14-day free trial if you do you get a free book out of the deal helps us out a little bit you know helps us pay for our our hosting costs and uh, you get some out of the deal as well and if you don't like the service and you want to cancel the account you can do so uh, within 14 days, and with this deal, you get to keep the freaking book. How sweet is that? And even well, you if you do cancel. What's that? You know what's really good about them? Actually, what's I was that? just thinking about this. The other day, like, I went temporarily blind, and I couldn't read a book. And I really wanted to read a book. And, I mean, audiblepodcast.com to the rescue. Exactly. I mean, it it was just, I had the audio book right there. The book got read to me. And, I, and it was perfect. It's so easy to load on the iPod. You could do it pretty much blind. 
That's exactly why I used it. <laughs> so head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Like I said, it helps us out. Uh, even if you don't keep the account, we still get something out of the deal. Helps us pay for our expenses, uh, like our hosting costs, things like that. And, uh, you know, you get something pretty cool out of the deal. And uh, they've got a ridiculously humongous selection over there. It's pretty awesome. I mean, come on, they're part of Amazon. Amazon's awesome, right? Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we don't have any reviews this week. What we were kind of talking about doing is maybe just kind of talking a little bit about what we're expecting at E3, what we, what we think we're going to see. I guess what are our expectations? What, um, I don't know. We, I mean, we've been doing so much planning that uh, I thought maybe we should just kind of discuss some stuff. Well, I think we're going to see games. I expect to be exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Never be fed except it. for once a day. And <laughs> yeah. Because the well, it, it's it's funny because um, you, when you have media badges, they actually have in both halls they have like a big media room, which is just essentially a big empty room, like conference room type thing, with a bunch of folding chairs, and they put like cold water out for you. But they actually do provide breakfast and lunch. But the problem is, if you don't get there right when they're setting it all out, all these young guns, like these young guys that write and they don't get paid dick, they'll take like seven or eight of them each and put them in a locker at the convention center so they have food for the whole week. And that's no lie. They actually do this shit. So by the time you get there, if you get there two minutes late, no food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that whole thing. There's not enough seats or anything in there. That oh, sucks. <laughs> it's always like you're sitting on the floor in the corner, nowhere to plug in. Uh, everybody's on the wireless in that room because they have a dedicated wireless just for the media thing, and it's always saturated, so you can't get a signal. Yeah, I remember two years ago when Mark and I were there, they actually brought extra wireless in, and it worked pretty well. And then last year it was shit again. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was. Uh, so frustrating. So yeah, I mean it, it's going to be interesting. You know, we got some new stuff going on this year. We we actually got invited to the EA conference, which is new for us, and uh, I think that's really really exciting. Uh, EA has been showing some pretty big titles lately, and I mean obviously Battlefield Three, which I'm essentially calling my game of the show right now in terms of what I want to see the most. It's Battlefield Three. Hmm. I'm just excited to see the NGP. Oh and my if god! If we can yes. get hands on with it, oh, that would be freaking awesome. Well, we will because after the press conference, they're going to have a bunch of them set up to play. Yeah. They've already said that. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Me too. I can't wait to see what they're actually going to bring to NGP. Is it going to be a lot of just smaller versions of what we're seeing on the PS3, or is there going to be some really cool? Uh, independent, or, you know, original IPs. Or, you know, what, what are we actually going to see on there? Well, so. I'm hoping that that's going to be a big part of the pe- press conference, and that we're going to hear all about really serious connectivity between that and the PS3, and yes. all kinds of things that we hadn't even thought about that you could do between the two of them back and forth. Which will, you know, all the promise that the PSP had that just never kind of came to fruition because it was sort of at the end of the PS2 life cycle, so nobody really did it, and at the beginning of the PS3, and nobody really worked with it, and it was just in that weird place. But now the PS3 is established, and this is coming, and they're they're thinking about it. So, so, so what do you both think about this 
supposed name for the NGP, the Vita. Nah, not too thrilled. Yeah. But. <laughs> Isn't it like Latin for life, I think? Or something mm, like that? It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Nah, if that's really the name, I mean, it'll it'll be what it is. You know, you just won't even think about it after a while. But Yeah, well, because I yeah. still don't like the name Wii. Uh, eh. I don't know. I, I really hope it's a clever and well-thought-out ruse. I really, really hope so. Obviously, I'm wrong, but I can still have hope until Tuesday, or until Monday. Yeah, I actually thought that, to your Wii point, I actually thought the Nintendo Revolution was a pretty decent name. So did I. It kind of stuck in my head, and then they changed it to the Wii. I'm like, oh, good, slang for peeing. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the rest is history, and obviously people didn't uh, shy away from it because it was slang for peeing. They, they bought them up anyway. Well, but that's the thing. You know, that was really done because it's a simple word that you can pretty much say in any language without any problem. Exactly. And that's why Vita might actually be for real. Well... Because it would be a similar type of thing. You know what I was really hoping with hoping with Vita is maybe it's going to be like an Italian name for the handheld for Italy and that's all there's sh- like that's all this leaked out and it's actually going to be a different name overall and that's like the Italian version of it or something like I said well, I can the hold. stuff <laughs> uh, the stuff I had seen like it may just be the early code name for it because well the early code name's NGP though but uh, apparently when you go to well, apparently, when you go to the the dev sites, there's a Vita dot something something, and there's an NGP dot something something, and they're both they both go to the exact same place. And yeah, but that's normal. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, it could have been a code. I think Vita might have been the original code name, and when they got out there, they they didn't want to use that, and they didn't know what to use, and at GDC, and they just said, "Well, it's the next generation portable. It's NGP." Yeah. Maybe. You know, kinda I don't know. Kind of flimsy. Kind of flimsy, Langford. Well, I'll keep trying until they tell us it's Vita, and I go, <laughs> <laughs> well, what? what are they going to do? I mean, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. Oh, my gosh. PlayStation just... Portable, PlayStation Portable 2. I mean, it's either come up with a new name, because PlayStation Portable 2 is pretty lame. I just but figured that... it out. Uh-oh. The five-hour press conference, the five-hour block of time. Yeah, it's going to be Vita, and Ricky Martin's going to come out out on stage. Oh no! Singing La Vida Loca with oh, no. with the NGP plastered all over the place, and he's going to be dancing out with it and everything. And gonna that's going to be their whole crotch. marketing campaign. Oh, oh yeah. my god. That would be La Vida lame. And you I'll be laughing really at you guys the whole time like, aha, you sat through that nasty bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's really scary because Josh and I actually did go through all the Sony artists. And Ricky Martin is one of them. <laughs> yeah. We I heard the Lady Gaga rumor. Last week. That, that's yeah. kind of interesting rumor, too. Yeah, but she's not a Sony artist. Does it have Which, to be a Sony artist? You would think well, with Sony having their own label and them being one of the bigger labels that yeah. they would stick to somebody that is on their label. And you know who we found is on Sony Music, and this is yeah. the one I want to say. Oh, my God. Foo, Foo Fighters! <laughs> yeah, that would be... 
fucking They've got awesome. a new album. It's time. Uh, <coughs> don't get my hopes up, Josh. Jerk. <laughs> it's funny. We're talking about the Sony E3 press conference and what music we want to see. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what it's, we... it's interesting, and I wanted to talk about this. It's interesting what E3 has become. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's shying away from more of the focused media coverage to obviously being the much larger world spectacle that it is. And they're really taking it that direction in the media coverage piece. Well, yes and no, though, because they've, they've held so much of the smaller media outlets out this year. Yeah. You know, they've, they've really tried to, I think through their actions, they've actually reversed that a little bit and made it so it's a little more quote unquote mainstream where they let a lot of the bigger outlets in and give them a lot of a, a lot of access to things, and the smaller blogs and everything else that have gone for the last couple of years can't go. Well, I guess what I meant more specifically is the dissemination of media and how that has changed this event. With Twitter, with Facebook, with social media, the information gets out there so damn fast that sites like ours and even the big ones can't get out ahead of it as fast as people are tweeting the stuff. So yeah. the, the, the direction that the game companies are taking, and I'm not talking Sony specifically, I'm talking very generally, is there, and we saw it today, we didn't hit on it in the news because it's kind of E3 news, but all the E3 news that's coming out prior to E3 is much different this year than even last year, and last year even had some of that. It's like the, they're telling you what they're going to be showing before they even show it in some respects and that's very different from where it was a few years back yeah it's it's interesting i mean a couple things that kind of come to mind for me are uh and they're kind of random but how weird it's going to be this year with really a complete and total lack of music games i mean we're not going to see anything Mm. music wise really i didn't even think about that and you know the other part of this it was funny because i was watching uh I think it's called Feedback. It's a video podcast that G4 does. And uh, even they were kind of talking about, is Microsoft going to show anything? You know, nobody, there's been no word from Microsoft at all for this year. I mean, obviously we know Gears 3 is coming. Are they just going to put every single thing into Gears 3? Or is it going to be connect, 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 and we're going for a completely different market, and we'll just kind of shove some stuff on an Xbox Live arcade for like the quote-unquote hardcore and we'll just let multi-platform titles cover our our asses for the year and this is g4 saying this not me you know and and you really start thinking about it and honestly all we've heard about is a couple of things for connect that we're going to see we're going to see that star wars game finally yay you know we're going to see whatever for connect we're going to see fours of four that's the big one that they're talking about but you know are they going to make it so the game changes if it's going to be on Connect, you know, is it going to have wider tracks and all this other stuff to to compensate for the sloppier controls? I mean, obviously it's sloppier no matter what. Motion is going to be sloppier than a regular controller when you're playing a driving game. Um and then also I think the big one for Connect is Gunslinger from uh Twisted Pixel. That a lot of people are talking about, you know, where you play this little marionette and it's a shooting game and whatnot, but god, I just Nintendo, we're going to see a new system this year. We're going to see a lot of push for the 3DS that I think is in vain. I don't think the 3DS... I think the 3DS, honestly, is a flop. And Sony... Yeah. 
has a total opportunity to to just dominate everything if they apologize correctly and and all the all the haters out there can get past all their pissed offness or whatever you want to call it. Sony's got a real opportunity here because we already know we're going to see some pretty hardcore games and we're going to see some amazing shit. Uncharted three, you know, and and Last Guardian, I'm sure we're going to see something of it, and Twisted Metal and Starhawk and like all these big titles, and you know, reportedly Siphon Filter four and whatever. So, yeah, I'm. It's going to be this is going to be a great E3, I think. I think Microsoft really all they're going to be pushing is you know Gears three. I think we'll see the Halo 1 HD remake. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I think you're going to see a Bungie logo on a PS3. I'm wondering if we're going to see Bungie's new game, hmm. and I'm wondering if Maybe. we're going to see um, uh, Respawn's new game, which I don't think we will. No, I don't think they're going to be ready for that. Are we going to see Bioshock Infinite anywhere? We didn't get an appointment for it at 2K. 2K, it's only two I games. Know. One of them's not even a PS3 game. I know, and I really so I, want to see something on that. Yeah, so I, I mean, I do think that they're going to be there, but I think it's really select people, and obviously we're not big or anything, so I wouldn't expect to see it, but it's really weird. I mean, Activision's going to be on the floor again this year, and we really don't know much that's coming from Activision except for, obviously, more and more for 3 and Spider-Man. You know, what more are we going to see from those guys? And EA, what is, what is EA going to have out? And Ubisoft, Rayman, Rayman uh, uh, Origins looks cool, or whatever it's called, but... You know, we're going to see another Assassin's Creed. Big surprise there. Yeah. But he's like 50 years old or something now. <clears throat> yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a while since that... <clears throat> since like last since year. Since that yeah. last one came out, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> when Ask Creed Bro came out. I got the latest Game Informer a couple of weeks ago, and Ask Assassin's Creed's on the cover. And I, my initial reaction is, ah, shit, not again. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe really if I was a fan of the series, maybe that would go yeah. over a little bit better. But it just seems like they, they're coming out with too many of those. Well, yeah, I am kind of a fan of the series, but it, it is too many too quick. Yeah. It really is. I, I enjoyed the beta, but not enough to buy any of the games. I'm waiting for Ubisoft to throw Tom Clancy's name on it. You know, Tom Clancy's Assassin's <laughs> Creed. <laughs> now that would be gold. Well, and and that's the thing, you know. There's been a long rumor that we might get a new Splinter Cell that's going to be multi-platform. Will we see that? You know, it, it's personally what I want to see from Ubisoft is a really, really well done new Rainbow Six. I want to see a proper follow-up to Rainbow Six Vegas because Rainbow Six Vegas kicked ass. It did. It was a good game, and it's about time. It's been a few years, so that might be a good prediction. I'd love to see that. Yeah, because Vegas two sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this year it's, I think to me, it's going to be all about the hardware. You know, in prior years, the hardware certainly was an important piece of it, but it was, this is the software that we're bringing to your hardware. And that seemed to be the emphasis of the, at least the big threes focus. Yeah. Now with everything or, or so many things being multi-platform, I think obviously you'll see some exclusives on both, but the hardware is going to become more of a focus. So, yeah, you can play this game on both systems, speaking generally about the Xbox 360 and the PS3, but this one has Kinect controls and this one has 3D. Sure. Or, or, or whatever those differences are. And I think the multi-platform games, for the first time, 
or maybe more so than than they have in the last couple of years, are going to shine brighter depending on which hardware they're on. And the the development path may change. You know, we, we've spent a lot of money in making this game. It fits both. Then we spent just a little bit more money making it connect enabled or 3D enabled or in move enabled. So I think the the hardware, especially in this this life this year of the life cycle, the hardware and the competitive nature of the hardware is going to become more apparent. Yeah, I think so. Sony having Blu-ray that may be more important this year than it has been in p- prior years. Certainly, it's a nice check mark in the the system wars column. But is it going to really mean something this year? And are they going to be able to take a multi-platform game and add a layer of whatever because of the extra capacity, development dollars, development life cycles? These the developers have had these consoles for a few years now and are really good and are, be, and are becoming very adept at programming for it. What can they do with the PlayStation 3 versus the Xbox 360 if they put some extra time into it? Yeah. And and vice versa. You know, maybe they'll come up with a really cool Kinect-enabled feature that all of us PlayStation fans will, will, you know, be disappointed we can't get at. Or maybe there'll be a 3D piece that all the Xbox fans can't get at. <laughs> so it should be really interesting well, to me. The hardware, I think, is going to become more of a, a focus for this year's show. That's... Sure. In a way, that's kind of where I was leading with Microsoft. Like, I think beyond a, the handful of games, they're, I think the big thrust of their conference is all going to be about features on the 360 and features yep. to differentiate themselves from the PS3 especially and, to a lesser extent, the Wii. Um, maybe more connectivity with PC that they keep talking about. Maybe... 360 games, more 360 games available on PC. I, I'm not sure that that's in their best interest, but you know, it's just more sales for them if they can pull that off. If they want to do that, um, things of that nature. You know, just the like they did last year. Their big focus last year, they kept talking about, well, you're going to have ESPN, you're going to have Twitter, you're going to have this, you're going to have that. I think they're going to keep doing that. And yeah, I totally agree. Skype. We'll Which is kind be of funny thing. because they made it such a point to 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 keep the 360 separated as much as possible from the PC form factors they could, and now they're bringing a lot of this functionality that you would see on a PC over to the 360. And yeah. I mean, now with all the voice control and and you know they're adding a lot more of the Connect stuff for the menus, it almost seems like Microsoft is going down this path of not caring about making games anymore, let other people make games, and we're going to go down this road of being becoming that set-top box that they've always wanted to have, especially now that Windows 7 is out and Windows 7 has that compatibility with it. Yeah, well, I think they've been going down that road for a while. You know, they had all their first-party studios. They basically got them, bought studios, and then gutted them. You know, they uh. had them, they put out a game or two, and then they destroyed them. And it's such a shame but they've they've basically become the third party platform and yeah. the third party games sell very well on the 360 yeah and that's really their bread and butter so they're not really interested so much in the first party games yeah they've got halo they've got gears and you know not much beyond that you know you've got forza and whatever but the the big games it's a halo and gears when's the next halo when's the next gears yeah that's what most people are asking for yeah and and then it's third-party games so 
I think that is going to be their focus, is more the hardware, more the connectivity and things like that, and the features that they can give you to differentiate themselves and, you know, make it, this is why you want a 360, you know? Yeah. What so. about this What about this big rumor of GT, GTA 5 being PlayStation exclusive because of their quote last year uh, that the game is so large that it really isn't feasible to put it on a bunch of DVDs on the 360. We talked about that last week or the week before. Yeah. One, of, one of our email emailers had sent know that in. That they could that they really <clears throat> do that. Because, like I said, third-party games, they sell better on the 360, and they'd be dropping a ton of money for... Yeah, but the Rockstar for, stuff does well on, on the PS3. It always has. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not saying it doesn't mm. do well, but typically it still sells more copies on the 360. I mean, the 360 had the head start, you know, and sure. there are those people there. So is they can you leave that money on the table if you're well, Rockstar? But also, is has do you think that Sony has changed their tune at all? Seeing how things are... I mean, I think Sony thinks they're doing fine, but they've had these really bad potholes like the PSN going being taken down and all that stuff, but... You know, Sony a couple of years ago made the made the claim we don't buy exclusives. Do you think they're still singing that tune, or is that something that they might have reconsidered now? I think they maybe behind closed doors have reconsidered it, but I also don't know that they really have the money to be doing that. Well, they're in the red this year. They their the PlayStation business did very well last year, so they're in the red. That's but the do, black. Or the black. I mean, I'm sorry. But do they, yeah, I, I try not to say black because of Rebecca Black. I don't want to think about Friday at all. Friday, Friday. Um, and then you sing it. Yeah, well, you have hey. to. That's kind of the law. If you say that, you have to sing it. No, um, you're not supposed to. It's against the law. You got it wrong. It's against Joel law. <laughs> it is. Uh, but at the same time, does Sony really need to? You know, they, their number of of exclusives... And their number of first party and, and second party titles, you know, they're just blowing the doors off. It's almost like every other yeah. month we get this new, essentially triple A title. You know, Infamous Two, Resistance Three is coming, Uncharted Three, you know, Twisted Metal's coming back, Starhawk, Last Guardian, all these big titles that we already know are coming. This isn't just Gears and Halo on the on the Sony side. It's a lot of different series that are great games. Yeah, I'm anxious. That's a nice segue. I'm the biggest thing I'm anxious for is to see what they have for next year. Yeah, we know what's coming this year. We know this year very well. We've been seeing these titles since E3 last year, and then some. But what's next year? You know, there's a couple we know about and we've talked about, but what else is there? And they've been they've been focusing on this year, and and doing a hell of a job. It's it's a great year to be a PS3 owner with all the great exclusive titles and all the multi platform titles. <laughs> but what do they have in store for us second half of next year? And now that they because finally added multiplayer, it, it's finally that complete system. That's right. <laughs> so so what do you think about maybe a 50 <laughs> or or $100 price cut from Microsoft or, P- or Sony? I think we're going to see price cuts in both of them. Yeah. Because the Microsoft one already seems to be happening. Uh, there's a price drop that's supposed to go live like this weekend, I think. 
on mm-hmm. the on the 360. So I, I definitely think we're going to see one on the 360 side because we've been seeing all these bundles lately where you can get a P- 160 gig PS3 with like God of War 3 and the red controller for for 300 instead of 360. Um, there's a lot of bundles like that that have been hitting, and I think they finally hit that point where all right, we got to stop doing this. We need to drop the price, get this thing more mainstream. Now that we're making money on these. Start getting more and more out there and get more saturation. Uh, so I, I definitely think we're going to see a price drop. And what I mean, yeah. and, and that and that same spot, you know, what do you think we're going to see for a price on the on the Vita if that's what, what the name's going to be? <sighs> My Good question. Now the rumor, guess. the rumor is they want to they want to have it the same price as the 3ds. I don't Just, even know how much that thing is. Two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. That's about what I was thinking. That was my initial thought. But see, I wonder if they're going to go for tiered pricing and pricing with 3G, pricing, yep. pricing with 3G and a that, plan. That, 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 that kind of comes and, to the territory. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the same way with cell phones. A phone without a plan is 600 bucks. But I think, I think what you'll see is, let's say they go to Verizon or whatever. Let's say they go to Verizon with the 3G version of it. It'll probably be a hundred bucks with a plan, and then the the, the Wi Fi only one will be two fifty. That's what I'm thinking. So you think a hundred extra bucks, hundred fifty extra without the contract? I think a hundred with a contract, three G, the whole nine. Oh, you think it's going to be a real but, cheat? I get it. So you sign yeah, up for yeah. uh, like a a year or two years, and you get the thing for hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. And then if you but don't, do you think want they're 3G, actually gonna? Do pricing at E3 for this? I or think so because I think it's going to launch. On pricing? I think they'll do pricing because it's going to launch like October, November, dude. I think they're going to do everything for NGP. This, I mean, you're going to leave that show yeah. knowing how it plays, what it plays, and how much it's going to cost. I mean, the the the, the well, we schedule need to know of events that we got says right there that we're going to have NGP kiosks to play. But we need to know how much it costs so we can go out and get a second job. Right. <laughs> well, we make. Well, you so still much have your second podcast, job, so you still have the second job from when you got your PS3, right? Yeah, just kept yeah. that for other. That's how I got the TV. I mean, exactly. My second job is literally for Sony products. There you go. This is my Sony, Sony job. Yeah. It's my Sony job. That's right. Yeah, my Sony job. <laughs> Work at Walmart. Wait, you guys didn't get your Sony checks this month. <clears throat> I didn't think we were supposed to mention that on the uh, show. Oops, uh, I'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Anyway, <laughs> Why? We, we are raving fanboys and all, so. Well, yeah, we are raving fanboys. That's right. That's why we've been talking about other systems, and we're going to the Nintendo press conference, and raving fanboys, though. And actually, Josh and I are going to try to get uh, tickets for the Microsoft presser, so. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I want to see it. I do too. I wouldn't mind going. As long as I don't have to wear some smock, I'm fine. Oh my God. Here, put this poncho on. No. Is that an acceptable (laughs) answer? No. Yeah. I love it. It was so great sitting in the media room after that thing. Just hearing all those media guys bitch and bitch and bitch. But then they got three free 360s and everybody was happy. They are a bunch of bitchers, though, that's from true. the little experience I've had with these people. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Boy, are they a bunch of bitchers. Uh, Man. 
Oh, well. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, I mean, anything else? I mean, wh- what game are you most looking forward to seeing that you know is coming? Nothing. I want to see what else they have. I know, I know enough about what's coming already. Well, what do you want to see around. then? What, what do you think is coming that you want to see? Or- well, I want to see more SSX, but I already know it's going to suck. So Yeah, I'm pretty worried about that I don't one. think it's going to suck. I think they're actually going to handle it well. Well, then I want to see that. <laughs> uh, I, I you know what? Do you know what? Nabashin just tweeted that Mass Effect 3 is going to have Kinect support. Oh. It was That's... just announced. Oh, God. Whatever. Uh, all right, if you want to stand in front of your TV and play a 40-hour epic game, be my guest. <clears throat> Depends yeah, what they do with pull it. That off. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure it's just going to be a side thing. You're using your controller most of the time, and then, but see, that's that's where I think they've they've missed out on things. You know that they should be using your controller most of the time, but then you can put your hand up and do gestures like like to bring up a HUD and and mess with things on the HUD, like in a Minority Report kind of way. You know, one hand on the controller, one hand doing the gestures and then back to the controller and back to the game sort of um and that brings up the other thing where's the dedicated move titles you know we had them all at launch and we've had one or two since then and it's sort of dropped off are we going to see a big push this year well i I think part of that is because they only released the sdk and everything to like a few developers that got the stuff done in time because it was all first party essentially that that brought out the good stuff and then we mm-hmm. had Ubisoft bringing out that crappy-ass tennis game that was just a port from the Wii. But now we've got games like Sorcery on the way and, and some stuff like that that some third parties or maybe some smaller developers have looked at. I think we will see a resurgence of move titles. I just hope there's some stuff I want to play. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and know. I would, see, I'm hoping with the NGP, they kind of have learned from the PS3 experience. You know, the it, we know it launched early. They weren't ready. Obviously, the XMB wasn't ready. There was still a lot that needed to be added in, and there were a million firmware updates early on. Um, but the thing, this will come up in the email later. There's there's things that they, they make available to developers in the SDK, but they don't make any of it mandatory. You know, which is good and bad, because what you end up with is sort of half-ass support for um, for chat and half-ass support for custom soundtracks and things like that, and half-ass support for something else that, that will come up in the email. We'll touch upon it when we get there. But that's that can be problematic, because you don't have that good experience across all games. You know, some games you have an excellent experience with the way they handle everything. In other games, it's just sort of sloppy. Yeah. And I'm hoping that they can kind of nail all that down and and have sort of a standardization that when you do stuff for the NGP, this is how you do it. Right. This is what's available for everything, and this needs to be in every single game of a certain size. You know, maybe not the little mini titles or, or smaller downloadable titles, but you know the the full on retail type titles need to all have this 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 and this as part of the game because yeah, they don't do that for I think the most but part. that's kind of Sony that's always been kind of Sony's 
mo is is to kind of keep yeah. things a little more open and and kind of let people be a lot more experimental. So I I that's it's good and I mean, bad though you know the actual press conference itself is scheduled to be ninety minutes. Now we're gonna lose what probably fifteen minutes on all the business bullshit. That, give, that gives us plenty of time to see some cool stuff. I don't know I. I who knows? Maybe we're going to see this often rumored uh, updated XMB. That's possible. I hope not because I like mm. the XMB the way it is. To but if they can enhance it some way to work better with Move or whatever else, I'm all for it. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm personally I'm done with Waggle. I like the Move, <laughs> but I could go without Waggle. Just it's a separate. I don't know. When I play games, I like using the controller. I don't use well, it a lot, want- but when I do use it, I enjoy it with certain games like Sports Champions and Kill Zone and so party on. games with friends is the only time I enjoy it. So like the I Wii. mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I I like the move. I like the tech, but I could care less if they didn't bring out another game for it. But that's it. It's the tech itself, and there's so much you can do with the tech that nobody has taken advantage of yet. There's so much that we were shown. Uh, in New York with Richard Marks and everything, he was he was there showing off all this tech stuff and all these ideas and hey, you could do a game like this and you could do and they had just sort of simplistic games built out to show you what you could possibly do with it, but nobody's done any of that. Right, and it's one of those things that you need that developer to come forward and really push the boundaries of it and say, you know, we could we could do something really wild with this because of the the hardware that's involved and the the SDK that's available to us. There's so much that can be done with it that nobody's even touched. I mean, based on what we've seen, uh, based on what games have actually come out, they haven't even scratched the surface with what you can do with that thing. True. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And if they can come up with something creative or any developer, great. You know, then I'll I'll take back my statement and I'll pull out the move controllers. But, <laughs> but to to have the the Wii experience in a better tech is not what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I want to see the devs push this thing a little bit more and do something creative with it. And if that's the case, and I get an LA Noir or a Heavy Rain or I just use those as examples of new and creative ways of making games. Well, let's see something different with yeah. with that tech, and if that's the case, great. But do I want to get up and waggle? Not really. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, I I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm really looking forward to Battlefield Three. So I'm being pretty simple about this. It's funny though because there's like another. I mean, Rage is coming out this year. Both titles that I really want for PC. So it, it's weird that I've kind of taken this turn, and I really want to hit hit and focus on the PC a little bit, but. There's all these great games coming out just for PS3 alone that are going to take up so much of my time. You know, Uncharted 3 is going to take a ton of my time up. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. Um, I, I mean, Infamous 2, I think, is great. A lot of the creation stuff I probably won't mess with except for pulling down some of the stuff that, thing, that people have created. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, I really want to play through Infamous 2 as well. But on top of that, you know, what are we going to see from Nintendo... I don't know if I'm going to be that interested in anything Nintendo brings out because I'm not buying a 3DS and the new system's not coming out until next year. So I'm interested. I really want to see what's coming and what they're working on, but I don't think I'm going to get that excited about anything. I'm hoping I see something for the 360. I still 
do play my 360 now that I have it plugged in. I played it a couple times more, and but it's really odd because people think that I'm a raging fanboy because I never really play the other stuff. But at the same time, I always have something to play in PS3. So it's I don't I just don't have the time to to spend on the other stuff because I'm on this podcast that we talk about PlayStation stuff. So that usually takes precedence. Yep. I don't know if you guys know about that podcast. I probably shouldn't let you know about that. I never. Are you producing a podcast? I, I never heard of it. What is it? Uh, it's it's like another PlayStation podcast or something or other. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it's probably better than this. I just produce that one, though. I don't do the show. It's probably better than this. Well, yeah. And this one, I mean, that's why this one keeps going late. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, what do you think about hitting them emails up? I think that's a good that. idea. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, uh, I'll do the first one. Fuck it. Uh, this is from Tony Allen, and he says, what is the best open-world game for the PSP Go? Uh, I like games like GTA and RPG games like Oblivion, but don't really like turn-based games. Keep up the good work. Also, Just Cause 2 rules. No, it does not. <laughs> uh, and it's E-T-U-R-0. Open, isn't there, uh, the, the Fantasy Star Online 2 or whatever... Is big on the PSP. Yeah, that's actually very big on the PSP. The he likes GTA games. The which one is Vice City Stories is yeah. awesome on there. It's a huge game. There's a lot to do in there, and it's really cool if you play Vice City because obviously it's the same city, but it's in a slightly different time period, so things are a little bit different. And it's neat to see those little differences, and it's kind of a kind of an interesting story. So it's a fun game. See, I normally don't play this kind of stuff on PSP because it's supposed to be in smaller chunks. Well, obviously, uh, the 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 Monster Hunter Freedom, what three or whatever, the latest one. <clears throat> I don't. I that's kind of big. It's I don't know if it's open world like Sandbox, but it's big, and you can play that with other people. Yeah, there aren't a ton of real big sandbox-type games on there. At I least say, none that I can yeah, think of. I think the two that we mentioned are probably the best examples that I know of. Chinatown you know. Wars is pretty interesting. It's a, you know, it was ported from the DS, and oh, they handled yeah. it slightly different. And it's it's more like the old Grand Theft Autos, where it's sort of a top-down, but it's slightly different, you know? Hmm. Fun. That's that's a neat story too. Yeah, I can't think of much else that's really big open world though. Yeah, I mean everything else I can think of is objectives based or point A to point B to point C. Because like I said, you know, for a lot of portables, they did, it's supposed to be played in smaller chunks. I mean, obviously now the PSP getting into the maturity level that it is is getting all these humongous RPGs. Um, but I we're not the ones to talk about those. <laughs> Yeah. All right. On to the next one. I got it. Hey guys, Xanthan Gun here. Absolutely love the show despite all the Just Cause 2 talk. Harumph. That's one of these. (laughs) (laughs) With the recent PSN outage, I've had plenty of time to dig back into my backlog and are loving some of the games I underplayed at the time. Can you guys think of any games that may have been overlooked on release? I personally think the Saboteur didn't have the success it deserved and was a shame as it was Pandemic's last game. 
Anyway, keep up the great work. Can't wait for the E3 coverage. Mick. Hmm. Folklore. Ooh. That's one that's completely forgotten. It had such a unique... That had a really, really cool use of the six-axis. True. Where you would grab the soul out of the thing and yank it out of them. That Mm. was really well done. And it was a neat game, neat story. It's a beautiful game, too. And, yeah, it was gorgeous. And it just sort of fell by the wayside. It was just one of those ones that came and went and didn't really do much of anything. Um, Gravity Crash, because I love that game so much. And I do think it kind of got left behind because it launched the same time Pixel Junk Shooter did. Uh, Saboteur, I don't know. I, I think the Saboteur is a neat game, but it got repetitive. And also, you're you're playing as a... a a race car driver, and that's the worst part of the game is the driving. So I did have some problems with it, but I thought it was a cool game. I like the black and white thing. Uh, man, overlooked. There's so many. I have it's to a say, lot of Dark Sun stuff. Darksiders comes to mind for me. And Darksiders Two just got announced today. I hear that. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah Darksiders is a neat game. I got to go back and play more of it, but I certainly enjoyed it, and it's a game I definitely underplayed. It's got sort of a God of War mixed with Legend of Zelda feel to it. That's 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 dumbing it down extremely, but it's it's an action ga- it's an action game with a sort of a Zelda RPG feel to it. It's actually a pretty cool game. Madden, maybe? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't sell, they sell like five copies of that. Something like I don't know. <laughs> um, overlooked. Uh, not the new, not the new Guitar Hero. Ugh. Well, Valkyria Chronicles is another Holy one that shit. was kind of overlooked. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's a spectacular. That's a gorgeous game. They built that engine specifically for that game, and it looks like it looks like manga come to life. I mean, it's even got, like, the pencil, shimmery pencil lines, like they're still drawing it almost, in a, in a way, on the screen. It looks so gorgeous. Yeah. It's such a cool game, too. Cool strategy game, if you're into that type of thing. Hmm. That's a damn good question. I really should start looking at these before we before we start. Because <laughs> I'm just drawing it. I mean, I, I can think of a few PSN games. Uh, Calling All Cars. Uh, High Velocity Bowling, I think, is very underrated. Um, uh, I wonder how Pixel Junk Monsters did. It must have done well. They did a PSP one. 3D Dot Game Heroes also oh, kind of yeah. got overlooked. <clears throat> Although I think that actually did pretty well. I think that did better than they thought. Like Demon Souls. Demon Souls, everybody thought was going to mm. do shit, and it, it did yeah. really, really well. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of stumbling over myself. Stumbling, bubbling, stumbling, yeah. bubbling. All right, then let's just jump right into Willie Burr's email. Hello, all. I am new to PS3 and a new listener to your podcast. I switched Ooh. from Xbox 360 to PS3 a week before the network went down. Uh. After my second 360 died. So far, I'm very happy with my decision to do so, except for the one issue that baffles me. And this, this is a big one. And I know this one. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier. I'm surprised to find that a lot of games don't allow the second player to sign into their profile. So far, the only game I have that allows this is Little Big Planet 2. 
My other games, Mod Nation Racers Portal 2, don't support this feature. Why is this? It's something that I just don't understand. I can think of no reason why this isn't enabled on all games. This causes the second player to miss out on trophies and not to have access to their saved content. I'm going to purchase Mortal Kombat, and my, wi- my wife wants to buy You Don't Know Jack. Do you know if these two games allow the second player to log in to their own profile? Thanks, Will, a.k.a. El Deuterino 510. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. It's one of those features that came in late into the PS3. I mean relatively speaking it came in late it wasn't there at launch it was something that got added in later and it's not required and nobody uses it it should be used for every game since it came out but nobody mm-hmm. tends to use it at all well they just added that to the uh to the firmware like a few months ago it was then this year that they added it no well it was no, or no it, was it was last back... year because it was before black ops came yeah. out because black ops was the first game yeah, it was last year that this happened yeah. because Little Big Planet Two had it, and there was. I, Can't well, you do it in Rock Band Three now? Was the first one? I don't I, think so. No, I don't think so. No, so it's just no. the one profile, and then you have different players within that. Oh, profile. that's right. That's right. Well, yeah. I know you can do it in Black Ops. Yeah. Why would and you want to do it in Black Ops? You can play split multiplayer. Screen. Oh. Kind yeah. of a weird game to have it, and well, all these other games don't. Well, yeah. but they do it on 360, so they wanted to be able to add that on PS3. There's very few games nowadays that have the split screen or have the same room co-op. There's it's such an emphasis on online. Well, a I wonder lot if that's why actually, they're not. There's no emphasis on this. I was gonna say a lot more have come back to split screen though recently. Fine, We've been seeing finally. sort of a swing back in that way. Maybe that'll encourage them to go and add something like this. Um, but this is something to keep in mind from a 360 owner coming to the PS3. The reason it wasn't there initially, like the the 360 was built obviously a different way than the PS3, and they were built, you know, with a lot of this stuff right into the system right from the start. And you know, they had this thought out a little <laughs> bit differently, and Microsoft has. Like I was talking about earlier, there are standards for you must have this, 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 and this. And that's just, a lot of it is not really in the game itself. It's part of the firmware and it's part of the operating system. Like yeah. the, the custom soundtracks, you start a custom soundtrack on the 360 and the music just plays. You could be in... The, well, but but they hold a patent for that and that's why you don't see that yeah. on PS3. Exactly, and that's that's the type of thing. Like Sony wanted to do that, but they had to find a slightly different way to do that, and their way around that was to make it available in that SDK for the developers to use, but they left it up to the individual developers. They right. didn't make it a standardized thing that must be put into every single game. Microsoft didn't have to do that and say it's in every single game because it's actually part of the operating system itself. Right. So um, you'll you'll find things like that between what I found, the two systems. What I found so far with the multiple logins, uh, Resistance Two kind of supports it, but it's really just for stats. Uh, Little Big Planet One and Two do, and Sacred Two does, and then Black Ops does. 
Hmm. Sacred 2, yeah. actually, it's an interesting game. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of games don't support it, unfortunately. And it, it, it is in there. That's such a shame. Because uh, it's there. Actually, Resident know? Evil 5 might also. I think Resident Evil 5 might. I'd have to look it up. I thought that got patched in. I don't know. If anybody has a good source or any you know answers for this, email us, please. Or put it in the... Uh, in the comments on the on the show post on our website on psnation.org. That'd be a good uh, discussion topic next time. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of which, discussion from last week. Uh-huh. That people swing back. We had the PSP remasters story. We got PSP remasters coming to the PS3 in Japan. And we asked listeners to hit up our website, psnation.org, and within that story to post some comments on the ideas or games that you'd like to see. So two of you were great enough to swing over and do that. We appreciate that. First one, Matt Hazel, or excuse me, M. Hazel, who I just named Matt somehow. Sorry about that. <laughs> Your name is now Matt. <laughs> you will be Matt Hazel from here go forward. Go change your license tomorrow, birth certificate, everything. <laughs> Hope you're not flying oh, anywhere man. soon because you got to get a new passport. No idea how I did that. Anyways, uh, he, he wants to see uh, Size Matters. Secret Agent Clank and MotorStorm Arctic Edge. Ugh, Secret Agent Clank already came out as a PS2 game, and it's terrible. The camera is awful. Yeah, well, that's the problem with it. It's the camera. It's but you know the game just doesn't have any soul to it. It's just it doesn't feel there's, there's that feel to those games, and, and Secret Agent just doesn't have it. Mm, yeah. No, it's a no lesser, I'm right. <laughs> it's a lesser title, I'd say. He, but it's he still likes part the, of the Ratchet and Clank. Fun. Then we got uh, one other user or listener, Kevin Judge. Hopefully, I said that right. He's looking at Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, of course. Metal oh, Gear Crisis Solid Port, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, which we heard a few people mention on Twitter, I believe. Uh, Peace Walker, fuck yeah, Daxter and Dissidia. Ooh, Dissidia would be a good one. That's a fun game. That's a really good one. Yeah, I, I would love to see Peace Walker. If if they if they remastered that for Blu-ray, I'd be the first one on top to to buy it. I I think that would just be fantastic. Actually, Daxter could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I was just oh, thinking yeah. that also. That kind of a more a of game. a kind of a more of an exploratory open world game that I think would fit a little bit nicer on the big screen. Yeah, definitely. Huh. Thanks, guys, yeah. for coming over and posting on the story. I appreciate it. There's a lot of discussion going on over at psnation.org. Every story's got the, the thread of discussion, and some of them are getting pretty lengthy. Yeah. Pretty good stuff going on, so stop on by and please join us in some discussion. We're also there chit-chatting away with the peeps. We'll swing <laughs> on over. Check it and out. Head over to see a picture of Hootie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel in his favorite winger t-shirt. That's right. I'm a big fan. Now, are we recording Winger Cast tonight after we're done here or tomorrow night? I thought it was tomorrow night with the Game Crasher dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Next on Winger Cast, we're going we're to talk about his ballet days and how he can really pull off a plie. It's tomorrow night because I have a special outfit planned and I've, I've got to prep. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Joel in a tutu. <laughs> hey, who I'm brought sick. up Winger last week, by the way? You brought up Winger. Ah, fuck. Get us out of here, will you? 
I'm pretty sure you're the one that brought it up first. And then I just ran. Oh, I think you did. I hate Winger. <laughs> I didn't bring him up at all because I couldn't believe it when somebody did. Well, this week he brought up Anvil. So if we're on a roll, what do we got next week? But there's nothing wrong with Anvil. Anvil? No, they have not some at good all. music. Next week, Armored Saint. Stick around. No, folks. next week is till Tuesday. Hey, Amy <laughs> Mann is still awesome. <laughs> and she's still hot. Hey, I went to see them at the Tower Theater a long time ago oh in Philly. My and my dad, I told my dad when I was leaving, and he didn't know, he didn't quite hear me. And my mom said, where'd he go? And he's like, I don't know. He went with somebody. To, he went out with somebody till Tuesday. She's like, what? He's not coming back. To, what the? <laughs> oh. It's like a Friday night. He thought I was leaving for three days. I was like 16 at the time. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, crap. Um, well, we went over a lot of this stuff already, but uh, like we said, please step over to psnation.org. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing a lot for E3 this year. We've uh, we, we've definitely learned from uh, some of our past experiences, and we're trying to take care of the connectivity problem especially. <clears throat> and we have actually kind of worked in some free time to get some stuff written up, hopefully, while we're at the show and uh, trying to look at as much stuff as possible. But the great thing is we partnered up with the Game Crashers guys and with uh, Chris from PSN Stores this year. And uh, we're, we're going to try to use that to our advantage in terms of covering stuff that Josh and I don't get a chance to see. And maybe Josh and I will cover some stuff that the other guys don't get to see, that kind of thing. So we're really trying to to cover a lot more things at once. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have those guys sit in with us at the live show as well. And uh, yeah, the live show it's it's, it's going to be interesting. I, like I said, if if you have a chance to get down there, it might be a good time. You know, not just watching us because that's really not fun. But we have we're, we might have some cool stuff to give away, and we might have some fun guests. So it would be in your best interest to show up if you're interested in swag or some cool coverage on certain games. Let's just say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you can buy comics. How much better can it be? Like when we're doing the yeah. show, you can read the comics. But buy the compilations so you don't have those <laughs> damn ads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, if you're not in the area, we are fully planning on streaming the show live on Justin TV. Uh, so we'll have that information in the E3 section of our website as well. We'll probably just embed the window right there, uh, or you can head over to our Justin TV channel, which is justin.tv slash psnation, and you'll be able to actually you know, talk to everybody, talk amongst yourselves in the chat box, and uh, we'll try to keep an eye on that as well. But uh, we got some pretty fun stuff set up, I think. This should be a good time. Yeah, important to note that we're not doing a proper podcast next week. Not your typical Thursday oh. release. If you guys can uh, get some connectivity out there and find some time to do a recording, you might release that. Of course, everybody will be playing Kevin Van Dam fishing, so it won't matter. But it, <laughs> if you're done playing fishing or you've caught all of the bass, you know we no proper show next week. Just hopefully a sprinkled in. See, see now the people that know there. him well enough can call him KVD. Just saying, KVD fishing, yo. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, definitely. I mean, I'm telling you, keep your eye out because we've got these little uh, these little flip camera things now, and uh, we may put some interviews up on the on the website, that kind of thing. And uh, 
might even put some little audio interviews up as well. So uh, depending on, on the free time that we have, which really Wednesday is the worst day, so we probably won't get much up on Wednesday night. But uh, we're trying to kind of work around that a little bit and get some stuff posted. And we've got these awesome freaking writers now, so uh, they're definitely going to be our backbone for next week. So, yeah. All right, well, let's get the hell out of here. Don't forget, audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Check those guys out. They've been awesome sponsors to us. And, um, yeah, psnation.org. Get your asses over there. Check it out. Guys, you got anything else before we go? Nope. All right. Uh, Well, we did an interview tonight. We thought we were going to release it this week, but it'll be next week. (laughs) Or actually probably two weeks from now. But uh, it's pretty cool. We can't release it tonight because it's embargoed. So uh, thanks much. Next time we talk to you, it will be from Los Angeles, California at E3 2011. And uh, definitely check out psnation.org on Monday uh, when we're going to start live blogging some of these uh, press conferences as long as we can get connectivity. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> got the tablet all set up so I can take pictures while we're live blogging and actually put them on the live blog. All kinds of cool stuff. So check it out. Thanks for sticking with us. We shall talk to you soon. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Go E3, yo! I just threw up the horns. (laughs) What a sad, lonely life you live. Yes, I do. You ever do this joke where you're driving your car at night, your friend's in the car with you, they fall asleep? So you think it's hysterical? I love it. Hit the brake, hit the horn, scream. Ah! And as soon as they realize it's a joke, you just fucking stab them in the heart. Does that ever get old, huh? Huh? The look on their face right before they die? Does it, side of the room that's taking it too seriously? It's a joke. I don't stab people. I don't think I could ever stab somebody. I'm really bad at the Capri Sun. No juicy. This guy's crazy. I am. My voice is in my head. They speak in Spanish. I have no idea what they're saying. That's irritating. I wish one of them would get a job. Why'd you go, oh, they just moved here from Spain. If you thought they were Mexican, that's because you're racist. Yeah, you might want to look at yourself before you throw stones. We wonder why other countries hate us. I love that. We have a game show in our country called Survivor. That's a game in our country where you can win a million dollars for surviving 30 days in a place where people already live. Do you realize what kind of message that sends? Not a good one. Excuse me, I've been here for 60 years. May I have some bread? (laughs) No. (laughs) We're Americans. This is a game. Ah! We don't have our cell phones. This is hard. I don't even get any service here, and I'm with Singular. See, they merge with AT&T. I should have double the bars, but I don't. I have no bars. I hate this island of Wahapui. I know. Wahapui. Isn't that a shampoo by Paul Mitchell? No, it's a land.
You ever spin a globe, then mash your cock on it and fuck someone from that country? <laughs> Indonesia, oh, relief is on its way. take your cell phone and just scroll through it and call ex-girlfriends at night and then be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I know it's been a long time, but I really think you should get tested. <laughs> oh, that is so much fun. No one gets hurt. I get to laugh. They get a test. They should. I'm not going to test. <laughs> I'm a guy. Doesn't really matter, does it? A little discomfort? <laughs> you know what women like? Confidence. I'm out at a bar. I see a woman that I want to talk to. I walk right up to her. I'm like, hey, let's get a look at that snatch. She's like, what? You're confident. How does this look? <laughs> and I'm like, a bit gamey, but I'm in a pinch. Saddle up, Seabiscuit. My girlfriend's pregnant right now. I'm a little scared. My friends keep bugging me. They're like, do you want a boy or a girl? I don't care. I know it sounds cheesy. But I just hope it's black. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry I have to give up on your dreams. I'm going to go back to being selfish. Everybody get it? It's not my kid. I'm white. All right. It's a joke on many levels. My girlfriend's not pregnant. <laughs> She's pro-choice. Don't owe. You can't overturn Roe vs. Wade tonight. It's my right as an American to have that joke. If you're not pro-choice, all that means is you've never slept with a stripper in Kansas City. Because that's a phone call no one wants nine months later. Guess who's coming to breakfast? Cinnamon Jr. <laughs> not if my $400 has anything to say about it. <laughs> Let's go. Clean it out. 